Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, December 9th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. We have a great crop of stories to kick off your weekend, so let's get right to it. First up, Trevor Noah bid farewell to The Daily Show last night after a seven-year run on the long-standing Comedy Central news show. The comedian capped his time on the program with a touching monologue in which he thanked the audience, the producers, and most of all, the Black women in his life. I've often been credited with, you know, having these grand ideas of people like, oh, Trevor, you're so smart, and you so... And then, like, I'm like, who do you think teaches me? You know? Who do you think has shaped me, nourished me, informed me? I always tell people, if you truly want to learn about America, talk to black women. Paramount Media Network's CEO, Chris McCarthy, praised Noah in a statement prior to his departure, saying, quote, as we enter Trevor's final week, we want to thank him for his many contributions. Trevor redefined the show, as did Jon Stewart before him. And as we look to the future, we are excited to reimagine it yet again. Noah's third stand-up special, I Wish You Would, is currently streaming on Netflix, and the comedian will embark on a worldwide stand-up tour in early 2023. The Daily Show will return on January 17th with a string of guest hosts, including former Senator Al Franken, Wanda Sykes, Cal Penn, Sarah Silverman, and many more. We wish all the best for Noah and The Daily Show. Can't wait to see what's next. Moving on to a disturbing story, and just a warning, this does include mention of sexual assault. Backstreet Boys singer Nick Carter has been sued for sexual battery by a woman who claims she was assaulted as a teenager on the band's tour bus in 2001. According to court documents obtained by People, Shannon Ruth alleged that she was 17 years old when a then 21-year-old Carter sexually assaulted her on his tour bus after a Backstreet Boys concert in 2001. The documents claimed that Ruth, who has autism and cerebral palsy, was waiting in an autograph line after a Backstreet Boys show in Tacoma, Washington, when Carter invited her to his bus. She alleges that the Everybody singer asked if she wanted a drink. She requested apple juice, but Ruth claims Carter gave her alcohol and then demanded she perform oral sex on him. The documents claim that Carter then proceeded to sexually assault her on the bed. A source close to Carter denies the allegations. Michael Holtz, an attorney for Carter, said in a statement sent to People, quote, this claim about an incident that supposedly took place more than 20 years ago is not only legally meritless, but also entirely untrue, end quote. Carter was previously accused of rape by former teen pop star Melissa Schumann in 2017, who said she was 18 when he was 22 when the incident occurred. Carter denied the allegations and no charges were brought against him. In the wake of these new allegations facing Carter, ABC will no longer be airing its Backstreet Boys holiday special, which was set to premiere on December 14th. We will keep you updated as this story develops. 
Okay, you guys, have you been watching The White Lotus? Because this season has been absolutely insane. Ahead of the big finale, we're breaking down all our highlights, theories, and spoilers. Yes, this is a spoiler alert if you're not caught up. It is almost the weekend, and I know some of your plans include seeing friends, getting ready for the holidays, and of course, watching the season two finale of The White Lotus. The Emmy-winning HBO dramedy is continuing to take the world by storm, and as the guests get ready to wrap up their luxurious Italian vacations, we already know that multiple people will end up dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's happening. Viewers have lots of theories about who will die, how the season will wrap up, and what will happen to the characters. They've been guessing all season, and I know someone who has a few speculations of his own. Let's welcome him back to the show, shall we? Joining me now to talk about all of this and the season, the hopes for the big finale, all of it, is People News Editor Dave Quinn. Hey, Dave, welcome back. Dave, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much for that uh, acapella rendition of the White Lotus theme song. I want to get us in the mood for it. Ciao, ragazza. Buongiorno. Good to see you. How are you? Uh, Ciao is about the extent (laughs) of my Italian. But uh, (laughs) it is Jennifer Coolidge's world, right? And we're just living in it. You know what? You need to be in the photo. No, I don't. You do. I don't yeah, need to get be in the, the Let's just go. You're, you're never in a cute little suit like that. You're always in your underwear. She's the only returning cast member from season one. And this time around, viewers see her character Tanya's tumultuous marriage to Greg, who left their vacation early to return to America. Why? We don't know yet. But in his absence, she befriended a man named Quentin. And in the last episode, she sees a photo of what looks like Greg and Quentin together. Mm. So could Greg be the American cowboy Quentin said he was once in love with? What is happening here? What do you think, Dave? So here's my theory. I've had doubts about Greg since he first appeared on season one. His abrupt business trip, that shady phone call in which he was talking to an unknown caller saying that Tanya didn't suspect a thing. And now this photo that looks like he was the young cow- American cowboy who Quentin had been in love with. It seems to make everything connected. I believe that Tanya's being set up. I believe they're trying to blackmail her because I think Greg wants out of the marriage. I think it's all a conspiracy to make that prenup null and void and get him the money that he needs to live happily ever after in Italy with Quentin. Shady Greg. And that would make sense, too, because I remember in the first episode, he wanted her assistant to be gone. Like He kind of wanted Tanya to himself. Yeah, because he had this whole plan and the assistant wasn't supposed to be there. And they've really worked hard now to get the assistant away, Portia, to get her distracted from everything. Now let's talk about another guest I know you have a theory about, Albie. So he's on vacation with his father and grandfather. He was infatuated with Tanya's assistant, Portia, who we talked about, but has since gotten involved with Lucia, who is a sex worker that also slept with his father. Yep. Talk about messy family drama. All right. Well, I'm working back from this information that we found at the beginning of the season that other guests have been killed. Bodies have been found. And when I look at the various groups that we've had, those three guys seem to be connected to the most amount of people. So I feel like Albie is this kind of nice guy, uh, will do anything, seems to be a little dim about it. Lucia had been talking to these threatening guys who were following her. 
I think that she sees Albie as her way out, her way out of the White Lotus, her way to California like she's been dreaming of. And Mike White, really, the first season of The White Lotus was all about how the rich stay rich and those trying to climb up from the bottom never really advance beyond that. So I can see pretty clearly that this would be a way to leave Lucilla you know, stuck where she is and not let her get out. Got it. Well, a lot was made this season about the fashion, though, especially Portia's fashion. There were memes galore after every episode. Who was the ultimate fashion icon this season for you? The ultimate fashion icon for me was Aubrey Plaza as Harper. I just think that she looked absolutely incredible um, in every single thing that we saw her in, and she was just so beautiful. And I think that character as a whole, is somebody who spoke with really sound mind and kind of seemed to be the voice of the audience in a lot of ways. Portia has certainly been the one that everyone is talking about, but not necessarily in a good way. We here in the People offices have been debating her a lot. We can't decide whether her fashions are ugly or beautiful. Like We can't really figure it out. We don't really know what's going on. There's like highlighter colors. There's bucket hats. Yeah, a lot of bucket hats. Right. And uh, the White Lotus costume designer, Alex Balviard, actually spoke with our style editor, Andrea Laventhal, all about it. So you can check that story out on people.com, really breaking down what the inspiration was for the outfits. Well, the whole cast this season has been amazing. Fans have been loving them. We have Aubrey Plaza as Harper, as you said, Theo James as Cameron, Megan Fahey as Daphne, just to name a few. Who has been your favorite to watch this season? For me, I go back to my Italian heritage and I'm either going to go with Valentina or Lucilla. Valentina is the head of the hotel. I've really enjoyed watching her. She's so surly and she's kind of making remarks towards everyone. She's filling the paranoia that Americans have where people in other languages are always speaking negatively about us perfectly. Lucilla's one of the sex workers, the brunette one. I think she's been really great to watch and she's just so fun and I'm a big fan. Uh, Well, the season two finale of The White Lotus airs this Sunday, you guys, at 9 p.m. on HBO Max. Dave, it's always so great to have you on. These theories are, are really, really good. And just the commentary, I love it as colorful as Portia. Thanks for stopping by and discussing it with me. Ciao. Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer has done it all, from tear-jerking dramas to laugh-out-loud comedies. And coming up, she sits down with us to talk about why prioritizing sleep has become so important to her. And we hear what it was like working with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds in Apple's new holiday comedy, Spirited. But first, it's New Music Friday, and we have releases from Lana Del Rey, SZA, and even Paramore. That's right, Paramore, coming up next. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everyone, we are back. And what's that sound I hear? Is that the sound of Vans sneakers and skinny jeans? Yes, that's Haley Williams and Paramore back with a brand new track called The News, which is all about, well, the existential angst of watching the news. The new single is released ahead of the band's sixth album, This Is Why, which comes out February 10th of next year. Speaking of artists with big 2023 releases, Lana Del Rey came back to us earlier this week with the first single from her new album. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Mosaic ceilings, painted tiles on the wall. Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard is the name of both the track and the album. And if the full release is half as beautiful as that preview, fans are in for a real treat when it hits shelves on March 10th. And finally, the moment many of us have been waiting for for over five years now, SZA is finally back in our lives with a massive 23-track new album titled SOS. And it is so good, you guys. It's hard to pick just one song to play on the show, but here's the one that's been stuck in my head since last night. It's called Gone Girl. The epic 68-minute album includes features from Travis Scott, Phoebe Bridgers, and even the late, great ODB. Old Dirty Bastard, you guys. The singer also performed two tracks of the new album on SNL last week. And if you missed the show, I highly recommend going to check out those clips because she is just phenomenal. My next guest knows all about being a famous movie star. I mean, she just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. She has an Oscar, she has a Golden Globe, and she's starred in a number of blockbuster films from Hidden Figures to The Help and The Shape of Water. If you haven't guessed by now, I'm talking about the talented Octavia Spencer. Now, you can check her out for some holiday laughter in her newest movie, Spirited, a funny Christmas flick opposite Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, but she also is a wonderful new ambassador for one of my favorite things, sleep. And she wants to share why getting those Zs is essential to the mind and body. The one and only Octavia Spencer is here with me now to talk about it all. Hey, Octavia, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So in the documentary, The Quest for Sleep, you narrate the voice of sleep to raise awareness on why people need to prioritize getting more shut-eye. So of all the projects, how and why did you get involved with this doc? When I found out they were doing this project, I wanted to illuminate the fact that there are so many people who suffer from insomnia and sleep disorders, but also to hopefully destigmatize it. 
And my business is sort of a a badge of honor to say, ah, I didn't get any sleep last night. I just have never been a good sleeper ever. But what I what I noticed as I started to take on more lead roles in the industry and as a producer, my wake hours are spent working. If you're asked to be on set for three or four days at a time or five days at a time and you're not sleeping well, it, it definitely will, will have a cumulative effect. I just decided that it was a good time for me to try to figure out what I could do to get better at sleep and, and learn as much about it as I could. What were some of like the key takeaways of just getting that good, restful, real sleep? Well, I'm still learning about all of that. Sleep is elemental and integral for survival. It's, It's essentially like air. And if you're working 12, 16 hours a day, five days in a row, there really isn't a way to catch up on sleep that you missed. That's one of those things. It's like time. You can't get back the time that you lost. Well, You lent your voice to that, but you've lent your humor to something else. And I want to say a number of your on-screen roles have been these just really moving embodiments of historically based characters or figures like like Minnie Jackson from The Help or Dorothy Vaughn in Hidden Figures and and Madam C.J. Walker in Self-Made. That was such a good one. But your role in Spirited seems to be just for fun and silliness. (laughs) So what was it like working alongside the adult elf himself, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds? Well, I I can tell you that Will is definitely not, he's not an adult elf. He's really one one of the smartest people that I've ever worked with. And I was so thrilled that the brilliant writing team behind it wrote this character specifically for me, not knowing whether or not I could sing. And I can carry a tune, but it was, it was so much fun. And getting to work with Ryan again, we worked together like 15 years ago. Although he looks the same, if not better. (laughs) I have to tell you, anything that brings joy and an amount of escapism for people right now, I was excited just to be a part of that story. So can we look forward to seeing you in more comedic roles in the future? It's funny because I'm used to being the humorous person in a drama. And I like that because then there's no pressure on you to be funny. But when you're opposite people like, you know, I did a a movie with Melissa McCarthy. She's like the funniest woman on the planet. And then opposite Ryan and Will, I I can say it can be a a little intimidating, but I had so much fun doing it. Well, this year is coming to a close and a lot of people are reflecting on moments and and what meant the most to them. So what brought you the most joy in 2022? What brought me joy is doing what I love to do, which is working as an actor and producer and creating opportunities for other filmmakers. And then spending a lot of time with family. If I took away anything from the time of the pandemic, it was about how precious your time with your loved ones is and how much we need to prioritize that. For sure. I love that. Well, Octavia, thank you so much for coming on. And guys, be sure to check out The Quest for Sleep and Spirited that are both out now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, so the holidays are right around the corner, and that means parents all over the country are sitting down with their kids and explaining why Santa can't bring them a pony. Well, one first grader in California decided to skip asking parents or Santa and went straight to the city government. The girl, identified only as Madeline, wrote a letter to the Los Angeles County Department of Animal Care and Control, asking for permission to, quote, have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Well, it looks like writing to your officials pays off because a few weeks later, Madeline received an approval letter from Department Director Marcia Maeda, along with a few instructions. I am pleased to tell you that the Los Angeles County Department of Animal Care and Control does license unicorns under the following conditions, the letter read. Number one, the unicorn must be cared for in compliance with all animal caretaking regulations set forth in Los Angeles County, Code Title 10. And number two, the unicorn is given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. (laughs) Okay, Madeline, you got approval for your unicorn. Now all you have to do is find one. We're rooting for you. And if you don't find one this year. Hopefully that letter was something to make you smile. That's all we have for today, everyone. Have a safe weekend. Good luck on all your holiday shopping, and we'll see you back here Monday for an all-new episode of People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foos, Carter Wogan, Michael Aquino, and Adam Raimunda. And made with the help from Patrick Vermillion, Leah Roth-Barsanti, and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. <laughs>